up, Disrupt Nation? So my name is Anthony Delgado, and this is the Disrupt Podcast. And today, we have a really, really special guest. He is an entrepreneur. He is a number one international best-selling author, speaker, and master of the seven ethical principles of persuasion. He has helped seven funnels, helped seven figures, and now he says that it's time to get to work and help you. He's a father and a philanthropist with a concentration on orphans and giving the gift of vision to blind children. Uh, prior to that, he was homeless, overweight, in a terrible relationship, and suffered from a crippling anxiety disorder. He does what he does because he believes that entrepreneurs are inherently good people that want to make more revenue for us. They can give back to their families, their communities, and charities, and make the world a better place. Akbar is on a mission to use persuasion for good, helping people break through in an ethical way. The one, the only, the man, the myth, the legend, Akbar Sheikh. Akbar, thank you so much for being on the show, my brother. <laughs> What's up, man? That's quite the intro. Jeez. Uh, <laughs> man, I, I got to record that and send it to my mom. That, that's, that's, <laughs> uh, that's quite the intro. Thanks, man. I appreciate that. Absolutely. I mean, you're, you're making such uh, an impact on the world and, you know, you're such a socially conscious human being. And I think that's why, you know, the universe brought us together because um, I think our missions do align a lot. Um, but for people who don't um, know who you are and this is their first time discovering you, tell us a little bit more about yourself and how you got started. Who am I? Yeah, I, you know, it's interesting, man. I'm still trying to figure out how to answer that question. I get asked that a lot, right? And it's just like, it's just deep. Like, who, who am I? I, I, think, I, think, um, I think I'm a person who's been on a journey for a very long time, uh, a painful torturous, insane, wild, fun, crazy journey for about a decade or so, uh, a quest to find oneself, uh, a decade-long quest to find the answer to your question. Uh, and I believe that the answer so far uh, is that I'm a person who's using my God-given talents, uh, God-given gifts to try to make the world a better place to improve the quality of mankind, to empower entrepreneurs, uh, to give more to their families, communities, and favorite charities, hence making the world a better place. That's awesome, brother. I love that. And yet, it, it really is true. Like, you know, we're, we're put into all these different boxes. Like, I talk about when I got started, I used to call myself a digital marketing mastermind. And then I was a, a software engineer and a senior software engineer and there's all these different boxes and labels, um, but really being a human being first and being, you know, someone who cares about the universe first. I really love that. Um, when, when you were early on in your career, like what were from some of the first steps that you took to uh, lead you on your path? Yeah, man. Uh, you know, this, 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 this all starts way before maybe some people think that it starts I think every single thing happens for a reason. I broke my femur recently. Why? Why did I break my femur? We don't know yet. I don't know. I haven't figured out. But later on, I promise, I'm like, oh, you know what? If I didn't break my femur 
and I didn't get to sit home that, that weekend and read that book, I never would have learned this thing that now got me here. Do you know what I mean? Um, so everything happens for a reason. Um, you're talking about some of the initial, I'm sorry, I, I, got tri- I got trippy on that. What was your question again? No, no, perfect, brother. No, so yeah, I, I mean, I completely concur. Like life is, is this, um, this big domino effect, right? And what we're really trying to focus in on is like, what was the first domino in yeah. uh, that chain of events that got you where you are? Oh, gosh. Well, I, I mean, we, where, where do we start? I mean, let's start when I was uh, half dead at the hospital, uh, when I was supposed to die at the hospital. Wow. Uh, from, yeah, from partying too much. Let's start there. That was a big wake-up call, I'd say. Uh, we survived, as you can tell. You're not, you're not speaking to a ghost. Well, maybe, um, maybe you didn't survive. Maybe you were reborn, right? Like, there's a lot of times where you have those experiences and then you're like a new human being, man. So that's all. So how old are you at this time? This was, you know, honestly, those years are a little hazy to me, man. But this was just, just a few years ago, to be honest with you. But the point is, you know, that, that was recent. And when you hit rock bottom, I'm not going to say there's nowhere to go but up because that'll be too cheesy. But the point is, it, it's an opportunity to reflect. You know, even if you don't hit, hit rock bottom, you know, because a lot of people would be like, dude, like my life's kind of sucky, but it's not like rock bottom. So that doesn't, so it's like, if things are sucking, it's like, it's a good time for reflection. Does that make sense? Where it's like, why? You know, and then a lot of times we're so busy. A lot of times we're, God, a million distractions going on, a million things going on, bills, family, um, wife, kids, uh, friends, Instagram, Netflix, you know, all these things. Sometimes it's rare for us to just have an opportunity to, ref- to have a peace of mind and reflect and say, huh, what's going on? And I'll tell you something that I've realized lately where I've made a conscious effort. Cause like I'm the kind of person who's always busy. I'm uh, texting, checking what's happening on Instagram, who's messaging me on Facebook. Cause I'm getting like messages from all over the place. And I got like a million ideas for like how to grow our business. It's just like, it's like a constant, like my wife looks at me. Sometimes she needs to like sit down, right? And relax. Cause she's like, just like, dude, like there's no, there's no like time out. So the thing is like when the rare opportunity I have to sit down and reflect, I got to tell you, those are some beautiful, beautiful moments. I have to tell you that. Uh, and when life is kind of sucky, your business is kind of sucky. I really recommend taking a break from all that and just sitting quietly and reflecting. Why? Cause it's crazy. I recently did a post, right? Check it out. If your baby's crying, typically one of three reasons, baby's hungry, Baby's tired. Baby needs to be changed. Maybe all three. Uh, it's typically one of those three. Fix some of those three. Your baby, you'll get the end result you want. Your baby will stop crying and, and biting your head off. This is kind of how life works. If something's off, like a baby crying, or you're fat, and I can say fat because I used to be fat, uh, or you're broke, and I can say broke because I used to be broke, then there's only a handful of things that could be wrong. Do you know what I mean? So that's a great news. Um, so reflect on that and just identify what that is, but you can only identify it if you take a break from all the noise, man. Cause I tell you, it's a noisy world. Either. Um, take a little break, from that, identify what's wrong and just, just, you know, work towards fixing that. Does that make sense? No, definitely. And, and I think so many people, they're stuck in the rat line, right? And it's like, Oh, well, I'm working my job. And I'm like, okay, well, why are you working your job? Oh, because I have to pay the rent. And it's like, okay, well, why do you have to pay rent? Oh, because, uh, I have three roommates 
and uh, you know they're they're counting on me, and I need that to pay them. If not, then I'll leave, and they'll put somebody else in my room in thirty days. Like okay, um, well I forgot I missed the part where you're actually living out your purpose in the world, right? And sometimes you have to have those moments where there is a um, a stop, and sometimes it's not intentional, right? Like it's it's so nice to like stop and meditate and be conscious. But especially when you're when you're younger and you're just getting started, maybe that that stop for meditation or that stop for thought is uh, a car accident or a drug overdose or uh, an addiction notice or whatever that thing is, right? So so yeah. So tell us a little bit about your your aha moment. So you you said you were partying too much and then you woke up in the hospital. That's what it is. That's what it is. You know, and the, and the thing is, you have a decision to make. You know. It's real simple. What did what did our buddy Einstein say? Not really, you know. I wish he was my buddy. But the thing is, what did he say? He said one of the definitions of insanity is what? Do the same thing over and over again, expect a different result, right? So if things are sucking, you're probably doing like the same thing over and over again. So my life was sucking, wasn't going anywhere. So I just literally changed what I was doing in the sense that you have the aha moment. And the thing is. <laughs> You know, it's, I trip. it's funny, man. I feel, I honestly, lately, I'll tell you what I feel like. I feel like an alien. I'll be totally honest. With you. I feel like an alien from a different world. Because I'm just, I, I, it's funny, because I'm in my 30s. I won't, I won't say how late I am in my 30s. But it's like, I feel like I just came to this planet and I'm seeing everything clearly for the first time. And it's just like, it's really trippy. You know what I mean? Because one of the things I've realized is the power of decisions like today, I was supposed to work, wake up at six in the morning and I was supposed to work out with my trainer and I made a decision to stay in bed. And as a result of that, I've been feeling kind of sluggish today. The other day, I made a decision to get out of bed at 6 a.m. and work out at a better day. And it's just amazing, like the power of just outright decisions. Just, you can just boil it down to decisions. I remember this morning, clearly I'm in bed, I'm like, ah, eh, F it. Like, I'm just, I'm just enjoying this vibe right now. I'm in this interesting zone. I'm super comfortable. Sorry, not interested. You know, I remember that clearly. That was a decision. I regret that now, and it's fine. Uh, because we, we'll learn from it, and, and, and we'll benefit from it. But it's just amazing how, like, dude. Sorry? Sorry, say what? No, no, I'm, I'm listening. I, yeah, I, no, it's just amazing how, like, just decisions form everything, bro. Like, right now, I've, just, I've decided to fill my cooler here with nothing but um, a sparkling water, okay? Hey, listen, before, not too many, not too long ago, my decision was to fill it up with Coca-Cola. Well, actually, no, I, I'm a Pepsi, I've been a Pepsi man. Uh, I don't drink soda anymore. Uh, now I feel refreshed, I can breathe better, I, I, my flow is better, I'm, I'm more alert, because water is really the cure to everything. It's a decision I made to switch from soda, which is basically like putting sand in your car, okay? Hold on, my wife just texted me something. You don't know. I think I took her keys away. Hold on a second. I think I took her car keys. What is she saying here? Hold on a second. Uh, hold on, let me just check. She says, you drove the car yesterday. Where are the keys? I don't remember where I put them. Uh, hold on a second. Uh, sometimes I take them. That's another That's another decision that you made. That you this is the decision I made. Is, <laughs> to, uh, is to drive away with my wife's keys. No, I think I left them in the drawer. But... Uh, excuse me a second. My computer's a little frozen. I just want to tell her to check the drawer. Anyway, hopefully she'll figure it out. The computer's frozen. But um, yeah, bro. 
drinking soda is like putting sand. I'm super impressed. That I remember where I left off, by the way. But mm-hmm. drinking soda is like putting sand in your engine, right? I and I used to love it. I made the decision. Forget that. It's water time. You know what I mean? And I now benefit from that decision. So that's what it's about. You know? Did you check the top drawer? Okay. Yeah, man. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, and, and I think one of the things that people don't realize is making the decision, you don't necessarily have to know how you're going to do it, right? So you can make the decision to lose 50 pounds, right? And you have no idea how you're going to lose 50 pounds. But you don't get me awesome. started on this. Don't get me started on this. Man. <laughs> um, you gotta, there's this whole multi-billion dollar joke industry, all right? And it's okay. called the weight loss industry, all right? Listen, I'll tell you something. Somebody who lost and I don't remember if it's 50 to 70 pounds organically, no pills, no, and I'm going to offend some, I'm not here to offend anybody, all due respect, do, you know, whatever works for you, but none of this keto nonsense, and yes, I'm against keto, I don't care what all these scientists say, eating that much meat and fat is not healthy, I don't care what anyone, I really don't care what anyone says, okay, let me tell you how I lost 70 pounds, to each his own, I'm not here to judge anyone, I'm not here to like preach, but the thing is, I am, I don't like the keto diet based on honestly pure just logic. I think it's just illogical, but I know a lot of people lost a lot of weight, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, including my own brother. My brother lost 30 pounds on keto. I still am against it. I lost 50 to 70 pounds. Dude, stop drinking. I put down the soda and I picked up the water. Started drinking a half a gallon to a gallon of water a day instead of a gallon of soda a day. Ripped off my parking reservation for McDonald's and just started going to like, Chipotle instead, you know, or, or, or you know, not, started eating healthy. Where's here? Look, hold on a second. Here, here you go. We used to have McDonald's, Wendy's, Taco Bell. This was our diet. Let me just switch. Look at this oatmeal. Uh, what do we got here? Look at this nuts and, and, and uh, what the hell is this? I don't know, some sort of fruit. Real organic chocolate yogurt. I mean, you know, this is it. It's, uh, you know, this is it. You know, light, light. And I'm not, a, I, and I hate physical activity. I'll be honest with you. Uh, look at this. We got a banana. I hate physical activity, to be honest with you. So I do very light exercise. I walk a little bit. You got to do what suits you. I, I remember I went kickboxing, man. And it's such a proud moment for me. You got this is kind of weird. Like in the middle of class, right in the middle of class, I get up and I just walk right out out of class right in the middle of class like we're in the middle of, like and i get i just stop i take my stuff and i walk right at and everyone's looking at me like what i hated it i don't like serious physical activity i hate it but i'm so proud to have identified that because you know my my goal is not to become a freaking legendary kickboxer my goal is to become healthy and kickboxing is not going to be the means to get me healthy so i called up the the the, the right kind of doctors that i trust my like, dude what's the minimum because i hate physical activity I, listen I'll, I'll, I'll play basketball <laughs> and i asked i like some sports right that not not super competitive because i just want to fun with it but so i asked the right doctors I'm like dude what's the minimum amount of uh, physical activity I can do to be healthy just for my family, for my kids, man, who are kind of, you know, they're, they're young and wild, so I have to keep up with them. And they just have a brisk walk 15 minutes a day. All right, done, cool, we'll do it. So we committed to that to get us healthy. You know what I mean? So, I mean, I hope that makes sense, man, to do what suits you, not what, not what Instagram tells you to do, not what the media and the noise and all this tells you to do. You have to do what suits you? You know, what, what's, what is going to work for you and the family? What are you going to stick to? What decisions are you going to stick to? 
You know what I mean? Yeah, no, absolutely. And, and I think being relentless in those decisions, right? Like I'm going to lose 50 pounds or I'm going to lose whatever that is. And I'm going to do everything in my power to, uh, to make it so. Right? Uh, yeah. So what were some of the decisions you made like early on that I think tra- changed your trajectory? Trajectory. I always like that word. Trajectory. How do you say it? You say it three times faster, you'll get stuff. Trajectory. Trajectory. Am I saying it right? I, I probably it? said it wrong too, but. No, how do you say it? How do you say the word? Trajectory. Trajectory. What is it? Trajectory. Trajectory. Yeah. Nah. <laughs> That's a funny word. Maybe I just can't say it right. What decisions did I make? Yeah. You know, honestly, it's funny, man. I think, honestly, you know, I don't know, man. I think everyone's kind of heard it all. Like, you know, don't give up and and, and be disciplined and uh, all this stuff that you read on, 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 on the back of a motivational napkin somewhere. And it's all true, you know. But I'll tell you one of the things that I think really works is to find a why that makes you cry. That's what I think really works. Um, to really motivate you to make the right decisions, to get the right, uh, to actually get momentum, to hit your goals. That's that's actually how I how I really feel about that. Definitely, and, and I think um, just personally, I think I kind of found that recently with Hurricane Maria. Um, you know, I, I came. Uh, I found that with Hurricane Maria, that the hurricane that hit Puerto Rico last year. Oh gosh! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I came down here with some friends and did relief efforts and That's awesome. That's good like, almost like cheers, tears of joy because I'm able to like make an impact, you know, and, and then I like quit my job, started a new company and moved to Puerto Rico. And I'm actually doing this podcast straight from Puerto Rico right now. Recently moved oh, are you? Yeah. Oh. So I, I totally totally relate with like finding that why that like makes you cry that keeps you up at night you know that obsession right because if you're not obsessed with something it means that uh it might not be that important to you right i'm gonna share with you something man this might be the most important thing out of everything we talked about maybe what's up scott um dude like i said i feel like an alien sometimes we just landed on planet earth and i'm seeing things for the first time you know i'll tell you something else i'm seeing i was true I can't talk about that right now because I'm going to go into a whole thing about it. But the thing is, the truth is that anyone who's doing this for the money, right, who, who, who's looking at everybody who's got the Lambos and the this and the that, right, I can promise you that everyone who's gotten to that stage and who doesn't have a why is extraordinarily dissatisfied. If you don't believe me, take a look at Hollywood. They got all, all the money in the world. And they also have all the antidepressants in the world and all the therapy in the world and all the, all the alcoholism and all the addictions. If you're chasing the dollar, you're chasing unhappiness, really. I'll tell you, I mean, I joke, right? It's like, how many diamond earrings do you want me to buy my horse? And the thing is, I actually found happiness while I was homeless, actually. Um, and if you took everything away from me now, uh, and I was back in that homeless state, as long as it was respectable for my family. I don't, I don't even know how that would work, but, but I would honestly be happy, man. Because it's not about that. It's really not about the money, you know. 
Um, and that's why you really need to find a why, you know, and, and, and I ask a lot of people because I interview people, all types of people, people who, who are newbies to people who are worth over a quarter of a billion dollars. Like, like I just hopped on our show, right? Um, and I asked them, man, how much do you want to make the all same million? I said, okay, well, why? You know, and they said, oh, well, it's, and they all have in the back of their mind a why. In the back of their mind, they're all like, oh, well, you know, there is this charity thing that I want to do. There's this, I want to help these people. When I get to this stage, then I want to do this. And that, I think, is one of the biggest problems. And it, it's really ironic because that mentality actually prevents people from scaling because you got to be in a giving mood. An attitude and state of mind from day one, right? If you're giving from day one, then you're going to get a whole hell of a lot faster. And a lot of people, end up, you know, you won't get. So, how do you give if you don't have money? If you don't, if you don't have money, give time. If you don't have time, call your mom, make her smile. You know, it's as simple as that. I think that's a very important thing for 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 people to understand. No, absolutely. I was actually speaking with someone just today about that, and you know. Uh, the initiative that we're down here in Puerto Rico to do is to create a coding school, teach people digital skills, teach them digital marketing, teach them coding, web development, graphic design, teach people in Puerto Rico digital skills so they can create financial freedom for themselves and their families and their lives, right? And so I, I was talking to a, a partner and, you know, encouraging him to get involved. And he was like, oh, well, this sounds like a nonprofit. And I was like, well, first of all, we're, uh, we're an LLC and uh, we're not a nonprofit and we're definitely designed to make money. And I was like, you know, the only reason, and a nonprofit even has to make money, right? Like my friend owns an, an autism charity back in New York and she makes a lot of money. She does multi-million uh, dollar fundraisers because she wants to help as many kids with autism as possible, right? So even yeah. this, this myth that, you know, oh, well, when you're a nonprofit, just like no one gets paid and everyone's a volunteer and, and no one makes money. It could be further than, for, from the truth. If you look at the Red Cross, the Red Cross is a huge organization that makes a lot of money. You know, the NFL, the National Football League, the Super Bowl, that was a, run by a nonprofit. In 2015, they switched over. Uh, they turned it into a for-profit corporation. But before that, for, you know, decades, NFL was ran as a, as a nonprofit because they wanted people to play the sport of football and they thought that would bring, you know, uh, betterment into the world. So no, I totally agree with the whole, like, they're waiting to win the lottery to then start the social business. NFL, man, I have – I'm a fan of football, to be honest with you, but I shouldn't be, man. It's not right. If you really – now, look – this is my understanding of it. I mean, maybe somebody needs to explain this to me better, but I don't like it as a concept because you're basically, you're taking advantage of people who, I mean, you've seen all the documentaries, man. These people are destroying each other. They're ruining each other's lives. They have these concussions. People are dying, committing suicide, going nuts. Uh, it, it's all over the place. Uh, they try to hide it, but I mean, it's, it's all in the documentaries and stuff. I and mean, people are getting destroyed out there in the football field every single day. Um, it's it's no different than the gladiators back in in, in Italy, you know, in, in Rome, where, where they used to just uh, for the masses, they would literally just go kill each other for the masses' entertainment. It's it's not much different from that, frankly. They just pay these guys a hell of a lot more. Um, you know, they didn't really pay them anything back then. But it's really just kind of like beasts fighting each other for sport for the masses' entertainment. I I do love watching, but I I'm trying to like talk myself out of it because I feel like it's just wrong. You know, I feel like we're just 
I mean, it gets it gets. I mean, it gets competitive too. Like you want like the guy like to sack the quarterback and break his leg. You know what I mean? Like you want that to happen when you get really competitive. Uh, you know, it, it's brutal, man. I don't. I'm not a big fan of it. I think it's losing a lot of audience too. Um, you know, I think it's barbaric, frankly. Even though I'm still a fan, I, I shouldn't be. Uh, but anyway, that's just my problem. I, I, I wish. If by the way, if I have it totally off. I really want somebody to reach out to me and explain it to me because I, I really don't want to look at it that way. I really want to be like, oh, no, this is cool. This is awesome. You know, I really want to buy into it, but I'm having a little difficulty. I, I actually have a friend of mine who started a new startup to create a new sport that's kind of similar to football, but there's no contact. Um, and it's like a lot safer. And he has some NFL players that are, that are backing him. Uh-huh. Yeah, man, that might be interesting, you know. That might be interesting. But anyway, I digress. I apologize. <laughs> well, no, it's, it's all right. I mean, here's one of the things that I think we do in society is we judge um, things from the past by today's standards, right? So, like, when people started football, they just – they didn't realize they were going to cause brain damage, right? And, and yeah, they didn't realize – you know, it was just like a healthy way for people. And now we're realizing there's brain damage. So like on the one hand, you know, we shouldn't, we shouldn't judge the people because they didn't know there was brain damage. But now that we do know it, now how do we adjust for a modern day society? It's one of those guilty pleasures, man. We all know we shouldn't be drinking, <laughs> but we all drink it. You know, we all know we shouldn't be having that late night ice cream, but we still do it. It's one of those guilty pleasures, man. But, you know, it's a deep topic, a topic for probably another day. Yeah, definitely. Um, so, so tell us a little bit more about what you're doing today now. Um, what, uh, what is you doing on the for-profit side? What are you doing on the philanthropic side? Let's, let's go into that a little bit. That's awesome. Do you see what I'm saying? Um, so that's one thing that we're very active in. Number two is we uh, sponsor orphans. Um, you know, where we pay for their education, their food, um, education, food, clothing, well-being. We, we sponsor them. We, we take care of orphans. And number three is we actually fund uh, clean water in Africa, which is freaking awesome. We just funded a well recently. So you got these, these people, they take their kids out of schools and they walk with big jugs of water on the head, miles and miles and miles. They take their kids out of school. Their kids can't even learn anything. They can't even get an education, you know, because of the situation. Um, and now we actually give clean water to them. So it actually, the poor stay poorer because they weren't getting educated. Now they can actually get educated. Now they actually have a chance at life. You know what I mean? So those are the three main things, you know, and our goal is to fill up all the walls full of smiley faces of all the people. I'm very happy, very proud to say we've impacted thousands of people positively around the world. Uh, we try to give 10% of gross 
sales to charity. The reason I mentioned that is because I'm just trying to inspire people to do the same. And I bumped into a dude recently and, and he, t- I overheard him say to somebody, yeah, I give 10% uh, of sales. And I, and I said, dude, where and I, I never, you don't hear that often. I'm like, dude, where'd you get that from? And he smiles. He says, you, man. And I'm just like, I just went to an event, DreamCon, man. And Dan, was one of the coolest guys in the world, right? He shocked me too in front of everyone. He said, hey, man, let's all donate to Sightsavers. And, and, and he's like, thanks, Akbar. I'm like, this is what it's all about. So I, I love the philanthropy stuff, man. That's, that's, what it, that's why we do what we do. Look, I have it right here on my wall right here. I put my glasses on. Our motor right here. It stays right there. We empower entrepreneurs. We help entrepreneurs scale so they can give more to their families, communities, and favorite charities, hence making this world a better place. So that's why we do what we do. Now, what do we do? Are you there, by the way? Yeah, yeah, no, I'm here. Just soaking it up. Okay, yeah. What do we do? I'll tell you something. We're, we have a lot of conviction in what we do. Recently, we've helped eight people hit um, seven figures. I, I give them all trophies. Matter of fact, we just installed this new trophy, uh, this new shelf, because I ran out of trophy space on the shelves. I'm very proud of that. I have a lot of conviction because guess what? Our stuff works. It's ethical. It works like crazy. So I have a lot of conviction because there's a lot of crap out there that doesn't work. So I have finally, finally, as of like recently, accepted and internalized that it is my moral obligation to tell people about my coaching because it works and it's real and it's ethical. And that's not common. That's not commonplace out there. It's not really me. God gave all of us gifts. For some reason, I have these gifts. And I've thankfully, humbly, luckily chosen to use those for good. Uh, so I am convinced, I have a lot of faith and belief in our coaching program. And that, therefore, a lot of people are shy to sell and shy, to, but I'm very proud and happy and honored to tell and introduce people and invite people into our coaching program because it works like. Dude, it works like watering grass. It just works well. It works very, very well. And we're getting people tremendous results. So I invite people, anyone who's looking to scale their online business to our coaching program uh, because it works. And it's going to make your business fun, impactful, and wildly profitable. Very cool. And who are some of like your target demographics? And you know, it's funny, man. Before, sorry, I, I didn't hear you. And I'll answer that question. But I just want to say something real quick. I would be shy to talk like this before. I'd be like, no, dude, I, it's like advertising or I don't want to be cheesy or it's like, no, dude, like, you know, it's okay. Just do your marketing or just, you know, it's like, don't like talk about it too much. No, dude, we have to talk about it. And let me tell you something, in your own business, if you're not screaming from the rooftops about your product or service and telling everybody about it, then, you, then you're losing something. You're having, you're not understanding that it is your moral obligation on a molecular level to tell everyone if your product or service benefits if your product or service improves the quality of mankind it is your molecular obligation to tell everyone about it and if you don't feel that strongly about your product or service go freaking fix it go fix it and make it so yes this is awesome this is getting people phenomenal results and everybody needs this so let's go tell everyone about it do you see what i'm saying 
That's awesome. No, I, I, I love that. So, yeah, yeah. No, like if it's not if it's not on that level, then like step it up, right? Boom. Sorry, man. What was your question? You had a question. I interrupted you. No, no, no. I love that. Um, so I guess who are the the target demographic of of your customers? Like, what type of of businesses? We help all types of online businesses, bro. We've helped people in supplements. We've helped people in e-com. We've helped people with digital courses. We've helped people with retail stores. We've helped people, I don't know, let me just read these awards real quick. Let's see. Uh, yeah, supplements, uh, movie premieres, uh, e-com, yeah, SEO, uh, Facebook people, photographers, all sorts of digital courses, uh, Coaches, everything. People say an ATM business. I mean, every all. It doesn't matter because we, what we teach is timeless ethical principles of persuasion that applies to any business. I don't care what you're selling, as long as it's ethical, as long as it's making the world a better place. We've rejected a lot of money. You could be selling squirrel vitamins, that if you can prove to me that vitamin that somehow in today's era, squirrels due to due to the pollution, squirrels are all depressed. And if they have this natural vitamin, they're all going to be happy. If you could prove that to me, that we're actually making, that we're proving the, the quality of these squirrels' lives, I'll help you. You know what I mean? It's got to be honest. It's got to be ethical. It's got to improve the quality of mankind. I don't care what you do. And we'll help you big time. That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, we're running a little bit low on time. But before we wrap up, I want to ask you one last question. What does disrupt mean to you? A second, bro. Uh, sorry, bro. One second. What does what does disrupt mean to me? What does disrupt mean to me? Disrupt to me, and we've disrupted industries. So, dude, disrupt to me is to be unapologetically there to be unapologetic about what who you are and what you're selling and to not just do what the we'll call it do what the joneses are doing meaning dude nobody talks about like ethics and charities and all this stuff like no, no i shouldn't say nobody but it's not commonplace that people talk about these things it's not common like whatever your view like i've seen so many people like before they do an interview right they're just like they like this thing uh, yes, I very much agree with that. And, uh, uh, well, you know, everyone is good. And uh, da, da. they put on a song and a dance. To disrupt is to be yourself and to stick to your it's, – it's amazing because today, the, my definition of disrupt is probably what just regular life was back, way back then. But it's turned into this thing where everyone's, like, shy and everybody wants to fit in and everybody wants, like – you know what I mean? Um uh everybody not sure if it is but everybody wants to just like you know everybody wants to just like uh they don't want to seem like out of place they don't want to seem like they're out of character they're just like to disrupt is to be yourself and to be unapologetic about your product and service and to know that it's awesome and to spread it out to the world your own way without saying oh he's doing it this way so let me do it this way oh he's got that facebook ad that's short let me just copy that and let me put it that's a bunch of nonsense. Let me copy this. Let me copy. This. Let me just have no originality to disrupt this, to be yourself. There's only one of you. This is the fingerprint. This is your iris. There's only one of you. And to disrupt is to just be yourself and to sell what your heart believes makes this world a better place. That's awesome. I love that. 
I, I almost it, it made me think a little bit of, of Puerto Rico, and obviously I'm biased, but you know I feel like Puerto Rico it's almost like a time capsule a little bit. It hasn't been a hundred percent affected by American culture, and you know people are just like kind of living life. And I think we get so caught up in social media, so caught up in like comparing ourselves to others, right? And really, really just, you know, when authenticity becomes the commodity, uh, I think we are kind of focused a little bit too much on, on being superficial. So, um, no, I, I love that message. I love everything that you're about, dude. Um, and yeah, I definitely appreciate you coming on the show. If people want to reach out to you, connect with you on social media, where are the best places to do that? Well, listen, we, we're here to help, man. We're here to listen. We're not going to force anyone to do anything out of their comfort zone. If you love Instagram, follow us on Instagram at the Akbar Sheik. Uh, if you are a reader, read our blog on our website, which is akbarsheik.com. If you uh, are a listener, listen to our podcast, Secrets. What the hell is it called? Secrets, Secrets of Scaling? Secrets, uh, Secrets of Scaling. Secrets to Scaling. <laughs> They're actually phenomenal. <laughs> Secrets to scaling. Um, if you like emails, subscribe to our email list on my website, akbarshik.com. Uh, what else we got? We got blog, YouTube, Instagram, Facebook. Oh, yeah. Follow me on my Facebook profile. We have a lot of fun there. LinkedIn, I don't really I don't really use it, but we have a handler. <laughs> I'm just um, yeah, so I don't know. Whatever you like, just follow me however you like, and you're going to get some great content because my marketing strategy is to give, 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 give until you've gotten a result. And they're like, dude, this guy gets me results. Let me actually get some coaching with him, and then, and then, and then people buy from me because they've already gotten benefit from my free content. So I give a lot of phenomenal free content. That's awesome, man. Um, definitely going to leave those links in the show notes. And uh, again, thank you for being on the show. Thank you for being a dope human being, man. And uh, yeah, I'll talk to you soon.